It is a good morning. Happy, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday to everybody here in the captain's crew. This is Ungoverned live on LFA TV, rumble.com slash LFA TV on Roku TV and Fire Stick as well. Thank you to everybody who is joining. Thank you to everybody who is popping in to a bunch of our new uh, followers and our new subscribers. Just an update on yesterday. Uh, we were at 42.8, I believe, subscribers on LFA TV. And I said, you know what? I want to see 43,000 by the end of the day on LFA TV. And, uh, well, as Joe Biden would say, son of a bitch. He got fired. No, we got 43,000 subscribers here on LFA TV now. So there were a lot of newcomers who came here yesterday, about 200 or so of you. And I want to welcome you to the best and most dynamic lineup of shows on the Rumble platform. And I also want to give a special shout out to Dan Bongino, who's been giving me personally shout outs over the last couple of days after uh, being a part of his radio show yesterday, doing a couple of little bits for him, him and producer Jim, that whole team over there, uh, over with uh, Bongino, the radio show, the podcast, they're just uh, awesome. Really some of the most down to earth people that you will ever meet. Um, seriously, as we met him at a fundraiser, Brennan and I did, and he's just a, a real guy. It's, it's, it's very odd, it's very rare to come across somebody who is just a real person who's in, who's, you know, he's a, he's a commentator, he's a content creator, he's got a couple shows, he's on Fox all the time, um, but really just a, a really cool, down-to-earth uh, gentleman. Um, and, you know, he kind of, he hyped us up on Twitter yesterday and, and Truth and uh, he, he's just been great. You know, we've we've helped out a bunch of shows, and I think the Dan Bongino show and Life from America, the two shows that when we've helped them out, they have just been so appreciative. Uh, so big shout out to them. And if you're not following Dan Bongino, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, he's he's on top of everything. And I'll tell you, I I turned him on. Uh, stuck in traffic on the Tappan Zee Bridge in 2018, and I've not missed an episode of the Dan Bongino show since. So, uh, a big inspiration of mine. I could call him a, a, a an idol, you know, um, and now the fact that we are, you know, intimately involved in, yeah, I was intimately involved in his show yesterday in the last couple times, a few times over the last uh, four or five months. It's been pretty fun. So a lot of full circle things going on right now. It's really cool. And so good morning to everybody, the ungovernables, the captain's crew. Hopefully everybody is having a very good day. It is a rainy day here on the East Coast uh, in New York. Right here on Long Island, a little bit of rain, so that's pretty cool. I uh, would like to uh, ask everyone to please hit the rumble button, hit the subscribe button, and share this show far and wide as we learn that another um, batch, a second batch of classified documents have been found in Biden's possession, and the reports are saying that it was at a new location. Why don't we know where the new location is? If we know the documents have been found... Where is the location? I don't know. I, I, I find it interesting that we're not getting the information about the location of the location. The Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. And uh, speaking of the Eagles, uh, shout out to Dr. Gravy, Sauce Norton in the chat. That silly goose. He's in there being funny. Um, and as Eli and Sauce Norton are getting <laughs> are getting into it in the chat, because apparently 
Gravy is holding his Rumble hostage today. We may have to pay him a ransom. I remember that one time Gravy Norton decided he was going to hold his, uh, he unsubscribed from the channel to make sure that he was the one. He, what a, <laughs> he's just a silly. Well, that's a musician for you. It's a saxophone player for you. I saw that picture of uh, MD Norton on Facebook hold, uh, playing uh, uh, or holding an alto sax. I used to play that too. So uh, it's a cool instrument though. It is. Uh, MD Norton says, Eli, I will rumble when I want. <laughs> Oh, we love it. It's so funny. MD Norton, he's just, he's just character. It's always something new with him. Sauce. Sauce Norton, Gravy Norton, Dr. Mike, all of that. All right. Uh, so we have a second batch of documents. They say they found it at a new location. So we know we found the documents, but let me get this straight. The reports, we don't know where, he, where they found them, but we found them. We found them. Imagine losing like a, a sock. You find it. Where'd you find it? I don't know. How do you not know? You just found it. Where did you find it? I don't know, but I found it. It was in Oak Island. The second batch of documents, that's right. The second batch of documents was found in the garden shaft on Oak Island. That's what it was. Yes. That's what, even though the Nova Scotia government up there, anybody who knows the Nova Scotia government, we need to take, we need to protest. We protested a lot in Albany, in New York. We did, you know, this rowdy picnic uh, one day in January 2021. I'm not going to get into it. Um, But, we got to go protest the Nova Scotia government up there because they got to stop getting in the way of Rick and Marty, okay? And the History Channel. I want to get to the bottom of the garden shaft to find out. I want to find more documents on the bottom of Oak Island. You know, they say that potentially Shakespeare's manuscripts are down there. There are some wild theories as to what's down there. I know what's down there. All of my lost chapsticks, the lost remote, socks that go missing in the washing machine, anything that you've never been able to find is at the bottom of Oak Island. It's a good episode this week. They found a, uh, an arsenic... Alloyed or copper, what's it called? Arsini, ars, arsenical bronze. Isn't there Arsenio Hall? Arsenical bronze, uh, which is something that was made in like the 1500s and stopped. So 1500s, it's awesome. Uh, Hillary's emails are at the bottom of Oak Island. Pretty sure. All the lost Hillary emails. So we got a second batch of documents that have been found in the possession of Joe Biden. We have 210 Democrats 210 Democrats in the House of Representatives voting against a bill requiring medical care for babies born alive after a, an abortion attempt. The Born Alive Act, uh, 210 Democrats voting against it. Now, at this, point, you've, at this point, you've tried to have an abortion. The baby survives. They don't want to require medical care for babies born alive. Babies born alive. Born alive. In other words, they're alive. Babies. Alive. American citizens, they are not. I thought we were supposed to be doing Medicare for all. What happened to that? Oh, unless you're a baby that you're trying to, if you're a baby that they've been trying to kill, we don't need to give you health care for all. Okay, you see, this is sick. So we have that. We're going to get to that. Uh, Representative Joe Wilson, Republican from South Carolina. Time to primary this guy. I don't know what district he's in. I'm sure I'll, I'm sure it'll... Uh, It'll tell me here, but uh, Representative Joe Wilson, let's look that up. Representative Joe Wilson, Joe Wilson, South Carolina. Let's see what, uh, let's see, the second district of South Carolina. So if there's anybody in the chat from South Carolina's second congressional district and your representative is Joe Wilson, time to primary this guy. Why? He sponsored legislation to display a bust, you know, a statue. And you may have seen this go by on the ticker of who? 
George Washington? No. Thomas Jefferson? No. Benjamin Franklin? No. John Adams? No. Alexander Hamilton? No. No. Vladimir Zelensky. He wants to put a bust of Vladimir Zelensky in our capital. This is after Zelensky came into the House of Representatives, flew his flag in our capital. He wants a bust, a statue of this guy in our capital. Hey, you do you, bro. But I'll tell you what, uh, that's disgusting. That's a foreign leader. He's not a hero, guys. We're, If anything, we are the ones winning the war in Ukraine because we're funding it. But he wants a bust, so we'll get to that. House Resolution 10, which would direct the Fine Arts Board to obtain a bust of the President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, for display in the U.S. House of Representatives wing of the United States Capitol. That's what we're worried about there. So that's Representative Joe Wilson, 2nd second, uh, second District in uh, South Carolina. The Golden Globes, we'll get to this. We're going to laugh at the Golden Globes because who, who loves to laugh at Hollywood? I love to hate Hollywood. Hollywood's great. They have gone from 2004, they had 26.8 million viewers uh, watching the Golden Globes. On Tuesday, January 10th, 2023, 6.3 million viewers. It's about a quarter of what they were used to getting, less than that, uh, watching the Golden Globes this year. To compare, to compare, uh, Tucker Carlson gets 3.2 million, and The Curse of Oak Island on Tuesday, January 10th, got 2.4 million. Curse of Oak Island. Curse of Oak Island got more viewers than Gutfeld this week. Imagine that. Uh, and now we'll get to something from USC towards the end. You know how we love talking about banning words? Banning words. What do you think the U.S. Well, it's in the ticker, so I can't even, like, provide. USC, University of Southern California, Department of Social Work has banned the word field. That's a pretty common word among colleges. What field are you going to be going into? What field? What is your field? Field, not allowed to say that, in the Department of Social Work because of slavery connotations. Obviously, because, you know, slaves worked the fields. Slaves do other things, too. Now, currently, there is still slavery, not necessarily in the United States, although you could say sex slavery exists, uh, but around the world, there's absolutely still slavery. Are we not allowed to say the word shoe anymore because slaves make shoes? Are we not allowed to say the word sex anymore because there are sex slaves in this country and around the world? Right? So let's think about that. We'll get to that towards the end. But let's talk about second batch of documents found at a new location. We don't know the location, which leads me to believe it's someplace they don't want to tell us. Like, oh, I don't know, maybe his house. Because, you know, when it was in Trump's house, the FBI busted in, made a whole thing, made a whole scene. Oh, we must go in there. We must go in there. Nobody is above the law. Nobody is above the law, is what they said. As Jackie, Lil Patriot says, field, 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 field. It's like the scene from Liar, Liar. Settle! Saddle, 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 right? Field, football field, baseball field, lacrosse field, soccer field, although soccer fans get upset when you call it a field because they call it a pitch. It's the pitch. It's the pitch. Soccer pitch. Football. Football pitch. So let's go. Second batch of documents. This from The Hill. Alex Gangitano. Gangitano. Ganja? No. Gangitano? A second batch of classified documents belonging to President Biden was reportedly discovered by White House aides days after the discovery of documents from a former private office of the president 
of the presidents became public. The new batch was found in a separate location from the first, NBC News first reported, citing a person familiar with the matter. The first batch was found in a University of Pennsylvania office in Washington, D.C. that once belonged to Biden between his time as vice president and his 2020 presidential campaign. You know, it's funny. It's they, they talked about this and Dan Bongino talked about this a, a couple of days ago, or I think it was yesterday when he was went on his show or two days ago on his uh, podcast. They go, well, when they found the documents, you know, they turned them over immediately. But these documents have been in Biden's possession at this point, they found them on November 2nd, right before the midterms, November 2nd, 2022. They've been in his possession for as long as nine years. That's not immediate. It's a hell of a lot longer than Trump was in possession of those documents. No FBI raid. No problem. The White House did not immediately respond to a request for comment. The best thing was when Joe Biden came out and shamed Donald Trump. When Joe Biden flashback here, the Washington Free Beacon came out and said all these nasty things about Donald Trump and the documents and we found, oh, he's a, you know, what did he say? I thought what data was in there that might compromise sources and methods, the president said in an interview with CBS at 60 Minutes. You know, 60 Minutes, as Dan Bongino refers to it as the Sir Network, Leslie Stahl. Sir, it's not verified, sir. Of course, it's verified. They spied on my campaign. It turns out Biden was also describing himself. The White House on Monday announced that Biden's attorneys in November discovered classified documents at the president's office at the University of Pennsylvania. Isn't that funny how they didn't let that get out till after the midterms too, by the way? When federal authorities last August discovered classified documents at former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence, President Joe Biden said he couldn't understand, quote, how could anyone be that irresponsible? Well, Joe, how could anyone be that irresponsible? First of all, the president has declassification authority. The vice president does not. You've had these documents in your think tank and at this new undisclosed location. I really think it's in his home. I think it's someplace that they don't want us to know. Because And, and why wouldn't they tell us? They told us it was in this think tank. Oh, it's just a spare office, whatever. They wound up there. A new location? Where is this new location? I'm like, there's going to be... I'm going to be diving headfirst down a rabbit hole soon to find out if it's, if it's, maybe it's in the Titanic that J.P. Morgan took down. I don't know. She said the situation was under review. This is back to uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Earlier on Wednesday, Corinne Jean-Pierre sparred with reporters over the discovery of the first batch of documents, avoiding answering questions on why the administration didn't inform the public sooner when the attorneys for Biden made the discovery on November 2nd, just six days ahead of the midterm, she said the situation was under review by the Department of Justice and she would not comment on it further. CBS News was the first to break the news of that discovery. Biden on Tuesday addressed the matter of the first batch, saying he was unaware of which documents were found and that his lawyers advised him not to seek such information. Biden also said he was surprised such records were kept there. The revelation immediately drew comparisons to the FBI search last year of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago property in which federal investigators seized classified documents as a part of a wider federal probe into potential mishandling of the information. And they were talking about the Presidential Records Act. Now, this apparently falls under something called the Federal Records Act, which is far tougher than the Presidential Records Act from a criminal law standpoint. But they found a second batch. We don't know where that second batch is. I would like to know where that second batch is. We're on the post-millennial now. 
And there's just nobody with any information as to where they found this second batch of documents. So my question is, is it at Joe Biden's home? And if it is at Joe Biden's home, what do we do about that? Why do you think this is getting out? Is there a plan being hatched behind the scenes from keeping sleepy Joe Biden from running again? Is that what's happening here? They have been looking for reasons and excuses for a long time to keep sleepy Joe Biden from running for president in 2024. There have been calls from within the party. There have been calls from within the party. Joe, don't announce yet. Joe, don't do that yet. Joe, no, 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 no. don't announce before the midterms, Joe. No, don't announce before the, don't announce this year. We'll give it some time. I think the powers that be in the Democrat Party know this guy sucks, and I think they want to find any reason to keep him from running again. Now, before the 2020 election, I thought that if Joe Biden were elected, that they would force him out rather early. Here's the problem with that. I don't think the Democrat Party thought that Kamala Harris was going to be this unpopular, which how could you... How could you not see that coming? This was a person who failed to get through one caucus cycle amongst the Democrat Party when they were selecting their nominee. She's always been unpopular. She's always been unlikable. The only people who have liked her have been people that she had to do extracurricular activities with, Willie Brown, Montel Williams, et cetera, et cetera. But she's always been unlikable. She's always been unpopular. So they can't force Joe Biden out. They can't go 25th Amendment on him and say he's got dementia. A, that would make them look horrible for putting up a candidate with them. What do you mean? You didn't see this coming? Come on. He was talking about hairy legs at a press conference. You didn't think he's, right? True in a non-shot, but a pressure, right? Like, oh, you didn't see this coming? The Democrats put up a dementia-stricken candidate for president. Now you're going to remove him with the 25th Amendment? So that wouldn't look good. Forcing him to resign... Joe, you had a great legacy. You know, you you put forth this legislation, the infrastructure, the Build Back Better Act. Why don't you step aside and turn it over to the first female woman of color to be the president of the United States? Kind of Trojan horse, make that virtue signaling history, that, that woke history with the Democrats in charge in the United States government. The problem is if they had a candidate that people liked, I think they would have gone, up, gone, about, gone around and done that. They would have forced him to resign, but they can't do that. They can't put Kamala Harris in charge. They know she's incompetent. They know she's inept. They know she's not going to be a, a person that this country warms up to because nobody has ever warmed up to Kamala Harris except the people that we know that she has had very intimate extracurricular relationships with during her career path. We know that. Very simple. So is this now a plan? Is this a way? Because they want to disqualify Trump because of the classified documents. Is this a way to disqualify Biden from running again in 2024 because of classified documents? And then say, well, we did it to our guy. Now you got to do it to your guy. We got to think about that. Now I may sound like I'm putting on a little tinfoil. I may sound like I'm going down a rabbit hole, but I want to know why. They're, they know there is no way to get rid of this guy. Joe Biden is not, he has made it fully, he's made his intentions clear. He wants to run in 2024. So there's no way for the Democrat Party to get rid of him. They may have to take him down from within.
Is that what's going on here? I don't know. The next major election cycle is the 2024 election cycle. Do they want him to get out of the way so Gavin Newsom can run? Do they want him to get out of the way so somebody more competent, so somebody younger can run? And a uh, big thank you to Funkhausers in the chat uh, for the $10 Rumble rant. God bless the LFA family. I agree. God bless the LFA family. What is the reason why we are seeing these classified documents, all of this information? Why are we hearing about a new location? What is going on and why are the Democrats letting everything they do has has a has a reason and a strategy behind it? Is this the strategy? Is this the way that they get Joe Biden out of the picture in 2024? You know, as much as I do, that they don't want this guy in power. He's just not effective. He accomplished his his mission, which was to was which was to replace Donald Trump as the president of the United States, he accomplished his mission. The Democrat Party knows that if this guy runs the country for another four years, they're screwed. There's only so much covering up they can do. He's, he's, he's a walking embarrassment. He's an older man. He's the old white man. He's the symbol of the patriarchy. He's everything the Democrat Party claims to be against. So they know as much as we know that this guy is incompetent. This guy might have a, a, a cognitive disorder. As it looks like he's got a, a cognitive, declining cognitive ability. Are they looking for an excuse to get him out of the picture? If they are, who are they thinking of replacing him with? Because I would rather, and this is what I said here in New York for a long time, when they were talking about Andrew Cuomo potentially resigning amid the sexual harassment allegations, we were looking at the race going, well, do we want to run against a wounded Andrew Cuomo or a healthy Kathy Hochul who will only have a month and a half, really, or a year and a half or so to put together a track record bad enough that would render her as beatable as a wounded Andrew Cuomo. So we have a wounded Joe Biden with the classified documents. Would you rather run against a wounded, slow, dementia-ridden Joe Biden, or would you rather run a candidate against a Gavin Newsom? To me, I would rather run a candidate against Biden. And I would rather, but I think the Democrat Party knows that. So I'm just looking at it from a strategy standpoint. Is this the way they get Joe Biden out of the picture? It very well could be. Or is this just news? Is this just nonsense? Is it a, is it a distraction from something else? The only reason why I don't think it's a big distraction is because Corinne Jean-Pierre is not talking about it. If the White House wanted to go full court press and talk about classified documents and then point this back to Donald Trump, I think that she would be offering more comments, more information about it. She isn't. So I don't think this is some look shiny over here and ignore what's happening over here, right? I think this is something a little more, a little deeper than that. And that's just it. 1,100 people watching right now. Holy moly, we are at 1023. We're at 350 rumbles already this morning. Holy cow. Let's get to 600 today. We did it yesterday. Let's get to 600 today uh, for the second uh, second show in a row if we can. That would be three out of four shows this week. 
that we would have hit 600 live rumbles. Appreciate all the support. Appreciate all the love. And uh, and let's keep on rolling. So what do we think, live chat? What do we think? Is this is this some sort of distraction from something important going on right now? Is this the way to get Joe Biden out of the way? Or is this just news? What do you think? Let's wait and see what the... Uh, and MD Norton has finally rumbled. He finally gave in. 10.24 a.m.? 10.24 a.m. Sosk Norton, Gravy Norton, Dr. Gravy, has finally rumbled the show. We need to, You know what I need to do? I need a bell. And when M.D. Norton rumbles, I could ding it. Just a bong. I'm going to get a bell. People think it's a distraction. Okay. All right, live chat. That's cool. What do we believe it's a distraction from if you do believe it's a distraction? I think tomorrow... I'm going to hook up the, uh, do the phone line again. Yeah. I think that's going to happen again tomorrow. More than just news. I believe it's more than just news. Uh, Robbins Baby Blue says cowbell. Nuremberg Code 2.0. Okay. Distraction from that. Okay. From the just taking orders and vaccines and all those things. Uh, Gravy Norton says, I will allow you to ring the bell and let you know when I rumble. All right. So I got to get a bell. I may have to go shopping today, find just a little, or a gong. Imagine I had a huge gong back here. That would be really funny. That would be really funny. The right hand is waving, so what is the left hand doing? That's a good point. That is a good point. All right. Well, maybe tomorrow we'll have a discussion. We'll take some calls tomorrow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rig it up because I'm using a different board now. Um, so I'm going to rig it up, but I'm going to try and get it to work. Uh, maybe tomorrow we'll do the live calls again. You think that's a cool plan live chat? Maybe we'll do that again. Maybe we'll do that again. All right. Let's get to a word from our sponsors. You folks understand uh, that we have this awesome sponsor called Field of Greens. You ever heard of Field of Greens before? Of course you have. Jeremy, Jeremy has the Field of Greens, and he goes berserk. I had Field of Greens a couple times. I get so much energy from this stuff. But right now I'm drinking Darth Vader coffee. It's really good. It's Peruvian, whole bean. Peruvian coffee is the best. New Year's. It's New Year's. Remember, New Year, New Me. Rosie O'Donnell said she's going on a diet. Unbelievable. Stacey Abrams said she's going to run again. Maybe she means go for a run instead of run for office and lose. New Year's health. Everyone wants to come up with a, their New Year's resolution to be healthier, to lose weight, to go for a run, to do something. I mean, sure, I know you'd like to drop those leftover pandemic pounds. That was a thing, too. You know, everyone staying home from COVID, they all of a sudden started putting on the LBs. I was the opposite because I kept working. And then when I would come home, I would just go for a run. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put on my weighted vest, go on my treadmill, incline, and run because it's good for your, it's good for your lungs. What is that? Pulmonary health. So I know you'd like to drop those pandemic pounds, but how sick are you of all the ads for weight loss pills and fad diets? Now, first of all, let me just tell you, the keto diet is great, but it's not a fix-all. It's not a magic pill. It's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not going to cure, it's not a cure-all, a fix-all. Well, we've been there, we've been, we've done that. I do the keto diet to, to take my migraines away and it works. But the diets don't work just by themselves. You know what does work? Eating five healthy servings of fruits and vegetables a day. You do that. And the weight would probably fall off. But, A, vegetables. Come on, ever since we've been children. Eat your vegetables. Mm, not a fan of those. And, B, 
Who has time to prepare five servings of fruits and vegetables every day? Nobody. So let's talk about Field of Greens. Field of Greens is a science-backed formula of specific fruits and vegetables that you won't find in any other product. Proper nutrition reboots your metabolism. So you burn calories faster and lose weight in a healthier way. And Field of Greens is the only brand backed by a better health promise. Yes, you will look healthier. You will feel healthier. Fast. But the greater proof comes at your next checkup when your doctor says, Whoa, you've lost weight. You've got mail. You lost weight. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. All right, well, let's get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, Lima Foxtrot Alpha. I love the phonetic alphabet. It's one of my favorites. When I called in orders doing direct TV and cable stuff, I was like, they would, they would ask me how to like spell a customer's last name. And I loved when I had the long last name. And it was like Kilimanjaro. And I was like, Kilo, Indigo, Lima. You know, I'm not going to do the whole thing. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, Lima Foxtrot Alpha. That is Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, 15% off your first order. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, Fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA. I love this stuff. It's pretty tasty. Uh, when you put it in a, in a in a glass of water, you throw a little ice in there. Ice, ice, baby. It tastes really good. And I'll tell you what, it kickstarts your, your you get some energy, you get some drive, you get motivated, you get passionate, you get ready to take on the world. So check them out, fieldofgreens.com, promo code LFA, 15% off your first order. I love that stuff. Got to check it out. And a special thank you to all of the sponsors who make LFA TV a possibility. And a special thank you to Mateo2018, Says, keep up the great work, Sean. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, we appreciate the Rumble rant, as always. All right, as we move on, we're at 400 Rumbles. Coming up on 1030, halfway through the show. What a great start. Let's finish strong today, LFA fam. Let's finish strong today, Captain's Crew, Ungovernables. Let's keep sharing. Let's keep growing. Let's grow together. Let's take over Rumble. I'm wearing the other Rumble shirt today. Let's take over Rumble Suzanne jumping on the $10, ungovernable $10 train. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. God bless you. By the way, that city in Italy yesterday that I was talking about was Florence. I saw a couple people say that in the chat. It was Florence, Italy, and they are heavily, they are a big part of the garment industry in Italy. And what was happening is, the made in Italy garments is something that everybody apparently looks for. And there are direct flights between Wuhan and and Florence back and forth for these Chinese nationals to go work in Italy, make the garments, and then fly back home to China. China? And that was one of the reasons why Florence and northern Italy was hit so hard with COVID in the beginning because it started in Wuhan and those people were going back and forth. There was also this hug a Chinese person thing that they did in Italy. So all of these folks coming in and out of Wuhan, the first COVID hotspot, going back and forth to Italy, and then it wound up ravaging that part of the country. There's an article in the New York Times, uh, Chinese remake the made in Italy fashion label. 
Uh, in Prado, Italy, over the years, Italy learned the difficult lesson that it could no longer compete with China on price, and so its businesses class dreamed Italy would sell quality, not quantity. For centuries, this walled medieval city just outside of Florence has proved uh, produced some of the world's finest fabrics, becoming a powerhouse for the made-in-Italy chic. And then China came here. Chinese laborers, first a few immigrants, then tens of thousands, began settling in Prado or Prado in the late 1980s. They transformed the textile hub into a low-end garment manufacturing capital and enriching many, stoking resentment and prompting recent crackdowns that in turn have brought cries of bigotry and hypocrisy. Uh, it is now the home to the largest, it was in 2010, the largest concentration of Chinese in Europe. Some legal, many more not. In the heart of Tuscany, Chinese laborers work around the clock in some 3,200 businesses making low-end clothes, shoes, and accessories, often with materials imported from China for sale at mid-price and low-end retailers worldwide. It is a made-in-Italy problem. It was something so they can stick a made-in-Italy tab or tag on the merchandise. So that city was Florence. All right, let's get the 210 Democrats who voted against the bill requiring medical care for babies born alive after an abortion attempt. So, we well, we have a $10 train that is absolutely just taking off right now. Thank you to VJOM46. Great show. Thank you so much. God bless you. Eagle Fight. What is that, MD Norton's burner? Fight, Eagles, fight. Love starting my day with Sean and Brennan. Well, we love you too. Thank you so much for the Rumble rant. Let's keep those rumbles coming. And let's keep those shares coming. And let's keep growing. All right? We love you. Thank you so much. 210 Democrats vote against bill requiring medical care for babies born alive. So we were told, folks, it's just a clump of cells. It's going to be safe, legal, and rare. We're not killing babies. Oh, well, now 210 Democrats, the same Democrats, health care for all. It's a right, not a privilege. Right? We're going to give everybody health care. Medicare for all. Health care for all. Unless you're a baby born alive after a failed abortion attempt, nope, you don't get you don't get treatment. You can still be killed. Your 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 constitutional rights as an American citizen those aren't guaranteed to you. If we have to, mark my words, baby, if we have tried to kill you, we're going to continue to try to kill you. That's what they're saying. How sick is this? And so that is why, for years, I have referred to the Democrat Party as the party of death. This is the party of death. When John Fetterman was was attending pro-abortion rallies, we didn't call them pro-abortion rallies on LFA TV. We called them death rallies because that's what they are. They are the party of death. Nearly every House Democrat on Wednesday voted against legislation that would require immediate medical attention for babies who are born alive after an attempt was made to abort them. The House passed the Born Alive Adoption Survivors Protection Act, which says any infant born alive after an attempted abortion is, quote, a legal person for all purposes under the laws of the United States. Duh. It is a baby out of the womb, alive, living, breathing, protected by the Constitution. You cannot kill that baby. And if you are refusing to protect that baby, then you are a baby killer, period, end of story. How disgusting is this? The war on children continues. Doctors would be required to care for those infants as, quote, a reasonably diligent and conscientious healthcare practitioner would render to any other child born alive. This seems like common sense. 
The bill passed 220 to 210, and all 210 of the no votes, all of them came from Democrats. The party of death strikes again. Only one Democrat voted for the bill. Representative Henry Queller of Texas. And one other Democrat, Representative Vicente Gonzalez of Texas, voted present. Vicente Gonzalez of Texas voted present. Henry Queller, C-U-E-L-L-A-R, of Texas voted for the bill. The rest of them? So if your name is not Henry Queller or Vicente Gonzalez, the rest of them voted in favor of taking away medical care for babies born alive after a failed abortion attempt. This is disgusting. Following that level of care, doctors would be required to admit those infants to a hospital for further care. Any violation of this standard would result in fines and imprisonment for up to five years or both. Republicans argued on the floor that comments from Virginia's former Democratic Governor Ralph Northam are an example of why the law needs to be clarified to protect newborn infants who survive abortions. Northam was talking about third trimester abortions and appeared to indicate support for delivering babies that might still be alive before taking their life outside of the womb. This is called a murder. That is a murder. Physician-assisted suicide in this country is not legal. So if a baby is born alive, you are not to remove, you are not to restrict care from that baby. You cannot do that. Don't they take an oath? The Hippocratic Oath. You must, by all means, right? Give care to the person. Isn't it in the Constitution, right, that like you're protected as a United States? Like you, you, I don't understand how these 210 killers can get away with this. There are 210 killers in the House of Representatives. How can anybody be okay with this? That is a baby born alive. You tried to kill it. You failed. Oh, well. Too bad. Now you keep that baby alive. It's not that baby's fault that, you've, that, that, that it's not dead. What happened to safe, legal, and rare? What happened to just a clump of cells? That baby that's born alive because you failed, that baby that's born alive because it was tough enough to get through that process, deserves to live. That ain't just a clump of cells that popped out of the womb and on a hospital bed. That's a living, breathing human being. Protected by the United States Constitution. And now, their life, their life is not worth it to 210 murderers, 210 monsters in the House of Representatives who voted against a bill requiring care for a baby born alive. You have got to be kidding me. No, I'll just say, it's, is that a woman's right to choose? If that's a woman's right to choose... How long until we, be, we, we determine that it's just fine for a mother to kill their kid because they got tired of him or tired of her? How long before we have a mother just drowning their kid in the bathtub going, you know what, it's my right to choose. You're dead. How long until that happens? How long until a mom walks into a hospital with a three-month-old baby saying, you know, I really don't want this anymore. Kill it for me, please. That's where we're going. And if you don't think that's where we're going, just look at the precedents that are being set here. It was safe, legal, and rare. 
Now it is unsafe, it shouldn't be legal, and it is way too common. If that baby is born alive and the mother doesn't want it, don't kill it. Keep the baby alive and then let it be adopted. Let the, let the person live. Let that man or woman become something great. Don't just carve that baby's name on a headstone and call it a day. This is, this is disgusting. And now we have, remember, whether it was COVID, whether it's your vaccines, whether it's January 6th, when you have, or whether it's the Republican debate over what we should do with health care, and you heard Bernie Sanders, people are going to die. If this bill is not passed, folks, if this does not become a law, folks, people are going to die. Actual people that are born are going to be refused medical care and they will die. Extreme MAGA Republicans are going to result in the death of people. I know someone came out and said, or a former Obama aide or something, somebody came out and said that this new select committee against the weaponization of government that Jim Jordan is going to be leading up is going to result in violence. In other words, hey, Antifa, get ready. Start burning some cities down and protest. Protest. Riot. Hello. The dog whistled. Went to- how, come, how come when Donald Trump says peacefully and patriotically. That's a dog whistle of white supremacy and he's silently inciting the January 6th riot. But when some, and he never said, he said no violence. But when someone else says, oh, this weapon, this this committee that the Republicans are putting together, that's going to result in violence. How is that not incitement? He's literally telling the people who are violent, who burned down cities in, in June of 2020, he said, ah, oh, they might do it again. Wink. Get it back in the streets, Antifa. Wink. These people, and they, they tell us that Republicans are a threat. They're a threat to public health. People are going to die. They're going to take away your health care. They're going to take away your Medicaid. They're going to they're take away the rights of uh, vulnerable people with COVID because they're not wearing masks. Public health. People are going to die. Republicans are killing people. They're too extreme. Now we have 210 Democrats in the House of Representatives who have voted against a bill that would require doctors to keep a baby born alive to keep that baby alive. (laughs) What a circus. What a disgusting, disgusting group that is. The party of death. That is what they are. They are the party of death. You do not let them run away from that vote. You do not let them run away from this stance. They have gone from a woman's right to choose, reproductive health, that's what they call it, to we want to kill babies. That is how far they have come. That is where they are right now. That is where they stand. That is the ground that they occupy right now. They are defending infanticide, period, end of story. When that baby is born alive, that baby is a United States citizen protected by the Constitution. And if you refuse to care for that baby as a doctor, you should be fined. You should be jailed. And if that baby dies because you didn't care for that baby, you should pay with your life. This is 
This is abhor. This is egregious what we're witnessing right now. And you know what? The news, fake news. Democrats defended the women's right to choose today in the House as extreme MAGA Republicans tried to say we have to keep the babies alive. Yeah, we should keep the babies alive. Governor Northam in Virginia, then Governor Northam, quote, the infant would be delivered, the infant would be kept comfortable. The infant would be resuscitated if that's what the mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. No, there's no discussion other than your baby's been born. Would you like to parent it or are we putting it up for an adoption? Killing the baby is not an option. The cavalier attitude displayed towards human life is just wrong, Jim Jordan said. It is simple. Infants born alive following an abortion are kids. They are children. All newborns deserve the same level of care. Nonetheless, Democrats overwhelmingly rejected the bill. Some, like Jerry Nadler, argued the bill would set up new requirements that would directly interfere with the doctor's medical judgment and dictate a medical standard of care that may not be appropriate in all circumstances. Ah. Uh, no, caring for a baby that is alive, as you would care for any baby that is alive, should be a no-brainer, Jerry. He and other Democrats said the requirement to eventually take infants who survive abortion to a hospital may not be in the best interest of the family. Well, then you know what? It's time to give that baby a new family. Because if you're, if you're asking a family that wants to kill the kid what they want to do with the child, then maybe that family shouldn't have a child. Adoption. Holy cow. The fact that we are, we are defending infanticide here. The fact that if this doesn't get you enraged, if this doesn't get you just full of anger over this, this is, I mean, folks, I, I, there are no, I'm trying to keep it family friendly. Obviously, I don't like to, to use foul words. There are a lot of there are a lot of terms, four-letter words in my head right now that I want to use. I just don't want to say it because it's just not a good look. Quote, we all know what this is about. It's not about the protection of newborn children. This is a Democrat speaking. It's about control, said Representative Sidney Kamlager. Kamlager Dove, a Democrat from California. It's about the nationwide abortion ban that Republicans have been itching to enact since the overturning of Roe versus Wade. No, it's the Born Alive Act. If the baby is born alive, it deserves to be cared for like any other person who is born alive. House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries accused Republicans of bringing up the bill as a part of your march to criminalize abortion care. This is not abortion care. This is a baby that has been born. The, uh, look, you know what? I say it all the time. I want this show to make its way into liberal circles. Why? Because I want liberals who may not know. There are people who think abortion is still a safe, legal, and rare thing. There are people who think, liberals who think, abortion is still a woman's right to choose. I bet you there are a ton of people who may have voted Democrat in the midterms who don't know this is how far they have gotten. I want this show to be shared into liberal uh, circles today. Specifically this portion. You don't want to talk about classified documents with them? That's fine. Let them hear about this and make those liberals, those leftists, those Democrat 
those those Democrat voters, make them say that they're okay with this. Because I think in many circumstances, they don't know that this is where their party currently stands. Because they, 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 they consume CNN or MSNBC or CBS News or NBC News or ABC, and they don't hear about this. They don't hear about, they don't follow what's being voted on in the House. They don't look into what bills there are. The Democrats are never going to come out and tell their voters, yeah, we're cool with killing babies. They know that's not a winning message. That's why they try to hide it. That's why they're running away from it in their rebuttals here. I want this shared into liberal circles. I don't, I don't care if we get hate mail and you're an extremist. I want people to hear this. I want people to understand this is the hill their party is willing to die on. They're the hill of infanticide. So send this over to those liberal circles, folks. Bring, those over, bring this over to those liberal circles and share it. Let's pop into the chat and see how everybody feels about this. All right, folks, uh, we see the live chat there. It looks like the chat is popping up. We are up to 500 rumbles now, and we have 10 minutes to go. Can we hit Can we hit 600 live in real time? I think we can. Let's make it happen. Special shout-out uh, to uh, Lil Patriot. Jackie says, go buy a bell. We want the bell. And a special shout-out to Vicky Yaw. Enjoying your show, $50 Rumble Rant. Thank you so much uh, to our contributors today. Really appreciate you. God bless you. Let's keep this show rolling. Joe Wilson, real quick, uh, Republican from South Carolina, sponsored legislation to uh, display a bust of Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in the Capitol building. Apparently, this man deserves a statue. So while we tear down statues of Thomas Jefferson and we tear down statues, remember Black Lives Matter in Rochester, New York, they tear down a statue of Frederick Douglass. Why? Because Black Lives Matter. Here's the problem. Frederick Douglass was a black man. Now, it seems to kind of be an issue there. Uh, We tear down statues of Abraham Lincoln. We tear down statues of George Washington. We tear down statues of Robert E. Lee. But we're going to put a statue of a foreign president who was an actor up until he became president, a comedian, Vladimir Zelensky, and maybe he's doing his best comedic work now. Please help me. Ukraine, the Russians are big, bad, and evil. We are. The only reason why Ukraine is still in that war, because we've sent them hundreds of billions of dollars in a money laundering scheme. We know that. But this guy, Joe Wilson, who is allegedly a Republican, wants to put a bust of Vladimir Zelensky in the House wing of the U.S. Capitol. Uh, Wilson is a vehement supporter of Ukraine's battle with Russia, which, of course, is fine. Wilson helped lead a congressional delegation to Ukraine in December. There you go. So he's one of the actors. Wilson, along with Representative Steve Cohen, Democrat from Tennessee, not the owner of the Mets, sponsored a resolution to boot Russia off of the United Nations Security Council. Zelensky recently delivered a, quote, special message of peace during the Golden Globe show on Tuesday. Speaking of the Golden Globes and Zelensky's address, lowest ratings ever. Congratulations. So you think the Golden Globes, we are going to have a special message of peace from war hero Vladimir Zelensky and the people will watch the Golden Globes again. Swing and a miss. Lowest ratings ever. Not the lowest ratings ever of the, over the past couple of years. Lowest ratings ever in the history of ever for the Golden Globes. Post-millennial. The Troubled Award show was not televised at all in 2022. After NBC canceled the event following complaints of a lack of diversity and alleged ethical failings of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which produces the gala, even a revamped show and an A-list lineup. You see, people are turning off Hollywood, folks. We're done. We're done. There's been a lot of nasty information that came out that is coming out about Hollywood. 
whether it's Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, rumors about Tom Hanks, Will Smith, Kardashians, whatever it is, right? A lot of rumors, a lot of things about maybe potentially things with kids. Balenciaga didn't help matters. Disney isn't helping matters. A lot of the, Disney isn't helping at all. A lot of the country is moving away from Hollywood. Good. On both sides. As much as I love Vince Vaughn's politics, I'm not going to look to him to get my cues. Or Mel Gibson. I look to them for entertainment. They're actors. Some of them are great actors. Will Smith happens to be a phenomenal actor. I believe. I've always enjoyed movies that he's in. I've always enjoyed them. Men in Black, iRobot, I Am Legend, The Pursuit of Happiness. He's a great actor. And there's many, many others that I didn't talk about. That's fine. But he's a Independence Day. It's a good movie. He's a fantastic actor. He's hilarious. He's just a good actor. He's great at doing that. Just like Tom Brady is a great NFL quarterback. Right? I appreciate these people for what they're great at. LeBron James is a great basketball player. I appreciate his ability to play basketball. Okay? Uh, uh... Chris Stapleton is a great country singer. I appreciate his ability to create, write, and perform country music. We have to do this as a nation. Stop looking to these people for all of your cues. You want to be inspired by a Chris Stapleton to write music and tailor your music after that of a Chris Stapleton or a a, a Florida Georgia Line or Jennifer Lopez or Beyonce or any of these folks, that's fine. But don't tailor your whole life after these people. They're not gods. They're not idols. I am incredibly inspired by Dan Bongino, as I've shared many times. Now, I don't look to see what Dan Bongino is doing with his life so I can follow his exact life in lockstep. Because I'm not Dan Bongino, I'm my own person. Right? So we don't look to these people as gods. We could be inspired. We can look to them in, as, as a mentor in a way. Even if you don't know these people, you can read books. You can, you can get inside their life. I happen to be a big fan of the band One Republic. Ryan Tedder. He, you probably know a song that's been written by this guy. He's a gun grabber. Jason Mraz is a liberal, but he's a phenomenal musician. And it's the, this, is, this, is the, this is the compartmentalization that is necessary for all of us right now. Uh, Jason Mraz, big liberal, big gay rights activist, okay? But unbelievably talented, fantastic songwriter, has a way with words, plays a lot of instruments, ungodly performer. Love his music, appreciate his music. I don't need to know about his politics. Not to say he doesn't have the right to talk about them. Of course he does. I don't need to know about them. I don't need to care about them because I don't look at him as a politician. I look at him as a musician. Same with Tedder, same with Stapleton. Same with LeBron James as a basketball player. Same with Tom Brady as a football player. Same with Will Smith as an actor. Don't put these people on pedestals they don't deserve to be on. Now we're seeing that happen with the Golden Globes. Last but not least, we'll run through this one quickly. USC Department of Social Work bans the word field. Everybody in the chat, please write the word field to potential slavery. uh, Because of uh, potential slavery connotations, USC... School of Social Work announced on Monday that it will be removing the word field from its curriculum and practice, replacing it with the word practicum. Uh, The uh, letter published by the department explains that the decision is designed to reflect the anti-racist values of social work and to promote the use of inclusive language. Political correctness is censorship. 
period, end of story. Taxation is theft, I like that, but political correctness has always been censorship. Quote, this change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that could be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of an inclusive language. It's all because uh, slavery, the slaves used to work the fields. Oh no. Pathetic from the University of Southern California. All right, folks. Uh, let's wrap this show up. Let's see where we stand right now. Almost 1,400 watching. And uh, what is our rumble count right now? About 538. So let's get over to 538. I don't like, I don't like uh, 538. That's the website, Nate Silver. Let's push that to 600 on the way out, folks. Make sure everybody is subscribed to rumble.com slash LFA TV. You can find this show on rumble.com slash LFA TV every day from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern. Live. Of course, if you can't watch it live, you can always consume it later at your at your leisure. We're on all podcast platforms, too, by searching LFA. You can also find us on Roku TV and Fire Stick. This is why I love Field of Greens. Field of Greens isn't racist. The word field is in there. It's fantastic. Thank you, everybody, to, to everybody who donated. Suzanne's writing field, 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 field. Thank you to everybody who has donated today with the Rumble Rants tomorrow. We will introduce the phone line again. I'm going to hook that up. As we go through the day today, we'll do some live calls. That was fun the first time we did it. We're going to make that. Maybe uh, every Friday we'll do that. Every Friday we'll do that. We'll do, uh, we'll do calls. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Folks, as President Trump says, we will never give up. We will never give in. We will never, ever surrender. And when all else fails, ladies and gentlemen, we will just have to become ungovernable. Thank you. God bless you. God bless America. We'll catch you tomorrow right here, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern on LFA TV. We'll catch you tomorrow morning.